Hello and welcome to another Not Chilly podcast. This is episode 23. We're nearly there. We're nearly to the end of season two. And on this one, we're finally bringing in some South Park episodes. So Josh and I get into the ideas of protests that stem from the episode of South Park called I'm a Little Bit Country, which is in season seven and episode four. So there's not much to say about this particular thing other than you should just sit back and enjoy. And thank you very much for being a part of this. I mean, I'm already rolling. I don't know what... I've been rolling for 20 minutes. <laughs> Got the whole episode in this episode. Because I'm a little bit country. And I'm a little bit rock and roll. Wait, why am I country? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you wanted me to stop. I'm a little for sending the troops. I'm a little for bringing them home. Yeah. So, tell me about this episode. We just watched it. Why do I have to tell you about it? Well, I guess everyone's about to watch it. <laughs> where, do we, where should we start? Where does this, where does this begin? South Park, episode, season seven, episode four. Thank you. That's a good place. Uh, a little bit country, and it is the one hundredth episode of South Park. It's one of my favorite episodes, uh, in which um, basically the episode was uh, made around the time that uh, the United States was going to go to war in two thousand three against mm-hmm. Iraq. And Trey Parker and Matt Stone wanted to really sort of express what they feel is a contradiction in their country and hypocrisy in their country by talking about how the country seems to be able to go to war but protest it at the same time, as in there's always divisions in the country. Mm -hmm. Um, But rather than it having meaning, uh, it's just a way of having your cake and eating it too. Uh, So you can go to war and achieve the things your country wants and needs. Uh, but then, like, act like you don't want that to happen. And what do you think about that? I think there's totally merit to it. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I read and I'd have to look up because I can't remember who wrote it, but it was this um, guy, this academic that wrote a, uh, a thesis um, about the growing ineffectiveness of protests. Like, protests are at their largest that have ever happened, and just pure protesting increasingly seems to, you know... However, he was looking at it like, yeah. And whatever his metrics are, I haven't, I haven't looked into that. It was just an interesting concept. It's not one that I sort of went, yeah, I agree with that. But it seems to be anecdotally kind of right. Like if you disrupt the system, things happen, mm. like change happens. But if you just protest, as in just say how angry you are, nothing seems to happen. So yeah. it's like you can go and protest climate change. This The current Australian government doesn't do anything. Uh, then you vote in an election like at Wentworth that happened Mm. and you don't replace a liberal with a liberal because you are specifically saying we disagree with you on climate change Yeah, uh, as a constituency. That's how you made a change. Like the protesting didn't seem to do anything and the government just went, whatever, protests. Yeah. yeah. That seems to be kind of the way of things. Like, you know, I don't know. that. I agree. And I also like, that's kind of what I like some of the themes in this with... This, they had a lot of stupidity to it, like the way that they, uh, with, with the classroom and saying, okay, you can either do this boring maths <laughs> or you can go like protest. And of course, like people jump up and protest. Well, at the time, I don't know about at your school, but do you remember there was school, there was student protests? Very vaguely. So there was student protests, like basically I didn't go. Because you love maths. Uh, 
No, I didn't go because I was annoyed by the people around me who were protesting the Iraq war who had no idea what they were talking about. Like, that to me is hypocritical or, like, I think that it's, like, they were protesting it because it was a popular thing to talk about at the time and then when you talk to them about it, they, like, had, like, they didn't even know where Iraq was. Yeah, You're just, like, what's Kuwait? Who are the Kurds? Like, what's this? What's that? What has Saddam Hussein ever done to anyone? It's, like... You know, not saying the war was right. It was obviously a tremendously bad idea mm. and supremely, I would say, evil. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I just remember at the time, I remember watching all the students walk out and just being like, no, like most of you, this is just what you care about today. Yeah. Like you won't give a fuck about this next week kind of thing. And that, in my opinion, that's kind of how it felt that it played out. Like... You know, the war was, and I'm using air quotes here, over by the time we finished school the next year. So, um, spoiler alert, it wasn't. (gasps) Mission accomplished. Yeah. Um, So, I think that really rings true to me, especially about that war, was that there seemed to just be a lot of um, people who would, particularly young people, who, Mm. yes, it's like... It, that's what it felt like to me when seeing all those people leave school for those protests was that it felt like they were looking at it. And not just because you saw people saying it, it's like, oh, fuck, we, if, we're, if we say that we want to go and protest, we're allowed to leave at this time. It's like. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like that this kind of episode is that's kind of what it's trying to show to you. It's trying to say it's how ridiculous protesting is, not necessarily how ridiculous the war is, because they don't actually talk about the war politics very much. They actually just kind of make fun of protesting and and how like they manipulate the children and how they they just argue and just want to fight each other and just rabble at each yeah. other like, like I, I saw a thing i always am in two minds about this stuff because like i saw a picture yesterday and it was this I, on one hand i loved it and on the other hand i'm like like it was this kid holding a sign up and it said like refugees can come and play minecraft at my house anytime He's wearing a Minecraft t-shirt. And I'm like... Don't bring Minecraft into this! <laughs> no, I mean, he looked yeah. like he was old enough to be able to understand what a refugee is. And like, but yeah, when you see yeah. sort of like a three-year-old or an eight-year-old or something holding a thing and you're like... They haven't made a decision about that. Yeah, like, like this, yeah. this person is standing there and they don't know. And I think that that extends out. Like people in general, I find to be... So what, for example, right? Like mm. uh, where I would disagree with this concept of the issue that it raises or the the idea that this episode puts forward is like the student protests we just had in australia Mm. uh, about climate change keep that shit going yeah get kids out of school piss off parents let them be disruptive to the system let them fuck some shit up make these things get bigger and better why because they're going to inherit a world where the politicians of today are fucking up their world that they don't currently have a say in Mm. 100% behind that I think that's an effective form of protest They got their message across very loud and clear They were articulate, intelligent children Mm -hmm. And they are on the verge of being voters And I'm like, fucking all power to you 100% behind that Mm -hmm. Um, They understand what that is and I, but I mean, in those groups, there's still going to be kids that went who do not give a fuck oh, yeah. about climate change. Yeah, it's it's like, a numbers game sometimes. And yeah. You know, you, if you get like a thousand people, then there's always going to be a percentage of that. But yeah. I just think that I am just one of those people who like, if your heart isn't really in it, then I don't <coughs> see the value. I see that. It, I see it's dishonest. Well, I see. I'm a bit different in that respect. Cause I, I mean, I'm, I, there's a few things that I'm really passionate about, but I would go to a, a protest 
about something that like I was like kind of mildly interested in, but I but I want to give support to to a certain degree, but I don't actually. You know, I know the kind of broad strokes, but I'm not like, and I won't be here every single day. I won't be tweeting about it or whatever, but I'll, I'll, I'll stand. I'm not that I've ever done that, by the way. I'm super lazy and don't like large crowds and loud noises. So really I wouldn't do it. <laughs> but the point being is that like, I like the idea of it. Like it was, I guess a good example would be the um, lockout laws, which, you know, like, I guess I fundamentally disagree with, but it doesn't affect me. And I don't really, I don't care that much about it. And, you know, like I understand there's a lot of, there's a lot of corruption that exists with that. I'm not here to argue the, the, the pros yeah, yeah, and cons yeah. about that, but but there was that protest about it, and I was like, I'd be like, yeah, man, I'd stand up and do that because I'd, it's to have an extra number there. I'm okay with, but but that like they like they were going, but again, like if, for me, that stuff is just flawed in conception. It's like mm. if you want to do something, you have to disrupt the way that the system that's causing the problem is doing things. Like if there's problems with the train system, you have to strike or get in the way of it. And yeah, so, yeah, like that. Whereas that protest, the one that you said, like that one was in King's Cross. Mm. How, how is that going to impact the politicians who've made these decisions in any way? They should have done it at Star Casino or at Parliament House or... Fair point. You know, I just think uh, that's the thing is that I think that there is a symbolism of protests that we, we believe that what happened, say, during the Vietnam period mm. is like the... Bi- even even then, like moratorium and all that kind of stuff, like there were really brave people that did a lot of things to try and get that war to stop. Yeah. It still didn't stop. It kept Oh yeah, it took going. like the whole world to shut down that war. Uh well, not that I know it exactly. It took losing about it. it to shut down that yeah, war. Yeah. Like it's when you when you actually look at the history of it, basically it reaches a point where it was no longer politically okay for America to be there. By that time they'd like really lost a lot. And then they left. And then, like, when you look at the timings of when sort of the protest stopped being and then when the war actually ended, when the West stopped giving a shit about it, Mm. you know, the West leaves in 1972 and everyone's just kind of like, yeah, we're not a part of their stupid war anymore. And then the communists spend the next three years massacring the shit out of the South Vietnamese. So, like, (laughs) where's the protest there? Yeah. I I find it's, it's just an interesting concept and and... I think that's why I, I think I've been to one protest, but I don't even remember what it was about. But it, but it, um, they're not my thing for the exact same reasons as you. Then the concept of it makes me very anxious. Mm. Um, but I think, but there would be ones I'd be totally happy to go to. Like I, like the student climate change ones. Like that to me is that's really heartening. But what I mm. want to see is like them, and this is just uh, hopefully they're all doing it. But I'm just getting this out there. Like I want to see them registering to vote. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, that's right. Cool. That's my new thing at the if, moment. Yeah, if you get together and do this protest, have registrate like voter registration forms there and hand the fuckers out. Yeah. Like, have you registered to vote? Yes. No. Yeah. yeah. These form, are the parties are... you should vote for that are anti. You know that are pro. Yeah. Here's some sheets to yeah like pro climate change. <laughs> pro climate change. Pro pro anti climate change. Yeah. But um, it's one of those like so it comes down to situation to situation. But I think that there is that sort of internal unrest versus what a country is doing on the outside there's always or the internal unrest versus what a country does um that actually is important i think that to me is the symbolic value of the protest and that's what they're taking the piss out of is yeah. that you can actually see it two ways you can see it as symbolically important or you can see it as hypocritical and useless and i 
think that it's completely legitimate on both sides. For example, mm. if you cannot do anything about your country doing something horrible, at least you can demonstrate to the world that a lot of you disagree. At least you can say, I was in that crowd saying that the Vietnam War was bad. Mm. So don't tell me that I was killing the Vietnamese. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, like the veterans who came back were treated like absolute shit by those same people for being a quote yeah. unquote part of the system. Uh, when the fact was that the people that got sent to Vietnam were overwhelmingly poor people who couldn't either pay their way out or um, like if you registered to go to university, you could be exempt from being sent. Yeah. And at the time, university wasn't free. So if you're a middle upper class, you could get out. Yeah, right. Um, and a lot of people did that. At the time, the university, I was like, now it's still not, it's even worse now. But no, it's not. Really? It's, I thought it was like, you costs a lot of money to go to university in America. No, no, I mean Australia. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes, I remember Australia. The exact same free. situation in America, but in Australia, they had the same thing. Oh, right. Um, but that was the thing. Like, you could just go to university, generally speaking, yeah. and get out of going. So... They were abusing these pe- these same victims of this situation mm. overwhelmingly. Yeah, I of course, there were people who voted and also. But if you were conscripted and sent to Vietnam, which is just a grossly unfair concept, yes. there is no defence in that war. Like you're not defending anything. Yeah, um, you're allegedly trying to help the South Vietnamese, but you're just getting in the way of a civil war. Mm. So again, so I think that's hypocritical. Like I think that it's r- deeply wrong to protest that war and then treat the soldiers who went over there and fought like absolute shit coming back and they were thrown out of society basically Mm. um and and but this was only recognized about 10 years ago as well like the the government came out and you know um, and i think they set up a new memorial and stuff like that because they were just total outcasts well i mean i think that's a fundamental problem with most protesting and most well, not most pro- protesting, but I, my question to anyone who has a very strong stance on something is, now give me five reasons why the other side is right. And if you can't do that, then you're not thinking about the other perspective. Like, I'm not saying suggesting that you think that they are right and whole and then that that's the way they should be, but you should always be, you know, be able yeah. to argue the other perspective. Not as much, but just so that you actually understand it. And the same thing when soldiers come back and you yell at them. It's like, you're not understanding that they didn't make that decision. Yeah, stop and listen that this yeah. person was forced to go over there yeah, and yeah, do right. this stuff. And yes, there were fuckwits that went there. Oh, and of were course. Horrible. They, were they wanted to be there and they wanted to kill people, you know. And there were horrible war crimes and all this stuff. And most not- people don't do that. Like, most people aren't no. psychopaths. <laughs> it's, um, but... That's the great thing in this episode is there's that scene where the boys are working on their speech mm. and the left wing people are like, oh, you're doing a you're writing an essay. You can read that out at our protest and explain why the founding fathers would have said that yeah, it's yeah. wrong to go to war. And then the rednecks come in and uh, rednecks, the oh. pro-war people come in. And, <laughs> well, they are done. That no, way no, no. They so, totally are. Yeah. So, hey, we're a little bit country. So um, they come in and they're like. No, you're not going to get our son to like. He's going to say why the founding fathers would have done it, and they take Kenny off. Yeah, yeah. And as they leave, uh, Randy, who is Stan's dad, says, "How terrible are those people that they're forcing their child to take up their point of view?" It's like that's exactly yeah. what you're doing. That's right. If you're arguing on that basis, mm. and that's like that's totally intentional in the show. Oh yeah, like, yeah. That's exactly the point that they're making. Is this, uh, you know, sort of don't don't overreach mm. or don't, you know, one of the brilliant things is that the, because 
one of the issues that it is addressing in terms of protests and things like that is that because the founding fathers um, are mythologized in America. Mm. Um, oh, yes. It's so the one part we haven't said is basically to, they, they get the boys get given this assignment to do an essay about the founding fathers and about, about what they fathers. think. Yeah, yeah. Whether or not they'd say in 2003, you know, if you time move them through time, would they say go to war or would they say don't go to war? Yeah. And, um, and Cartman actually, well, I guess, you know, in his own mind, hurts himself. So to go back in time. Yeah, he has a, he has a flashback. 1980s style flashback is yeah, what he's trying yeah. to do. Oh, I wonder what they would say and, you know, go back to their time. To, to, their, to, time. to, to their time. To their time. <laughs> oh, God damn it, that's not working. Like, <laughs> so anyway, Cartman goes back in time in his own mind at the very least. But yeah. he goes back to a time where it just happens to kind of link up with everyone. So it's a questionable thing of did he or didn't he? Mm. Um, anyway, so uh, he goes back in time and he sees the founding fathers arguing about whether or not they should, uh, you know, go to war with Britain yeah. um, in the 13 colonies. And you, the fact of the matter is, like, when you actually look at who the founding fathers were, what their intentions were, it, 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 it bears... It's not even worth ad addressing within the context of a, a war with Iraq. Mm. It's like, that's just basically, there's no difference between that and saying, what would God say? Yeah. Because yeah. the characters that they talk about in history in America are not the people. Yeah. As in George Washington and J Thomas Jefferson. Also, like Thomas Jefferson used to have sex with his slave women and had a whole bunch of children. There's a whole portion of the black population in the united states that is related to thomas jefferson 30 rock makes a joke about that well tons of things make a joke because like and they were pissed off because they were being charged tax but they had no the 13 colonies were not represented in british parliament so mm. the king was taxing them and the government british government was taxing them but they had no say, say yeah right that's what they were fighting about. They were fighting about the fact that their goods were being taxed and what they did was being taxed. When they wrote the words, all men are created equal, they fucking owned slaves. Yeah, Like, yeah. they didn't... They saw black people as subhuman and didn't include them in that sentence. So, you can't then move forward to 2003 and then ask that question. So, that's another thing that the mm. that's just t absolutely taking the piss out of is this idea of let's always return to what the founding fathers say as though they were all so, like, um, so good and wise. It's like they were yeah. a combination of fuckwits and products of their time. Yeah, yeah, and human beings. <laughs> like, they probably had the same thoughts as most other people, obviously, of the time as well. Yeah, but I mean, like, they were all the rich middle class and none of them, you know, broadly speaking, except for George Washington, went to war. Um, mm. as per usual, yeah, yeah, the lower classes went to war and fought and died en masse. And they were asked even more because at that time in the war of independence, like the British soldiers that were sent over a huge number of them were related to the people in the 13 colonies. Yeah, so they were yeah. shooting their own cousins and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a really much more tumultuous, filthy affair. And, uh, they were asking all of this. To then have an end result where not much actually changed for those people. Mm. Not for those people. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because then you sort of go, okay, well, these are the people who are allowed to vote. And these are the people who can't. And here is this. And it, like, they still ended up with a fucked up system that would evolve. But um, they, because, you know, their system and all this stuff, they can't actually evolve as much as like our system or the British system mm. um, because we don't have like embedded bills of rights and things that can't be changed. Yeah, the, the constitution. 
Well, the Constitution can be changed, but within the Constitution, they have the Bill of Rights, which can't be changed. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, allegedly. Yeah. And, um, and so, I think that it's... That is... This, for me, like this episode of South Park, is where Trey Parker and Matt Stone, in my opinion, are like at their most genius. Where you mm. really see them be able to... It's such a funny episode. Mm. It's such a cynical episode. It's such a funny episode. I see it as a very patriotic episode because I think I think that they are true American patriots mm. because I think that they are very educated about their history mm-hmm. and are accepting of the problems that their country has and they wish that things were different and they put out there their opinion on... They put it out in your face. Let's confront you with, you know, like... Whatever it is, shit jokes. They're like a, jokes, a good person in a relationship that, you know, like it might be harsh or mean or like it might be intense, but they're trying to bring truth out and they're trying to make things yeah. understandable by, by showing it what it is rather than actually just passive aggressively being like. Oh. Exactly. And, and I think that that's a really brave thing. Like, I think mm. that they do, you know, they do stuff that crosses the line a lot. Yeah. But- I think that that's one of those things where you just go, um, where's the... Uh, What's the reason for it and why are you guys yeah. doing it? Yeah, no, I think that with, with all with all proper change and with, with proper love and care comes vulnerability and comes risk. And and despite the fact that I have a lot of things I disagree with the way South Park does things, I still respect it because it's always... It's taking a risk. I mean, that would be that we will we'll get to that, but like the later seasons that just came out more recently and how they deal, deal with PC culture and things like that. It's super and, and how they've lost a huge part of their audience yeah. because it turns out a whole bunch of their audience were the people who liked the show because it was fucked up and because yeah, Cartman yeah. and they love Cartman and his point of view when Cartman is like the antagonist. Mm. Cartman is the point of view of the bad shit. Most yeah, of the time. yeah, yeah. He's a villain. Yeah, and yeah. and they've lost that audience because they've like, oh, you've gone full PC. It's like, do you not understand that we are taking the piss out of over the top political correctness? They they're not going political correctness is the right way. They absolutely take the piss out of it. Mm. They're so politically incorrect. However, they're also saying, you know, don't rape people. Uh, yeah, don't yeah, yeah. Take guns to school. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Because they're moderates. That's a, they use extremes in their show to express a moderate point of view, overwhelmingly, most of the time. Mm. And uh, that, uh, I, this is the thing. Like, this is why I get so passionate about South Park, is that I'm very passionate about American history. Mm-hmm. And South Park, to me, is the most American thing on television. It is the most truly American thing that you can find because it is about freedom of speech and... And it's about discussing in an open way or through metaphor, um, you know, issues that are really important uh, and through humor and through being really American. Like the episode, they have an episode with the, uh, the episode that came out after 9-11 happened was like foul in the way that it behaved. They like show the invasion of Afghanistan and they like do all this. They turn Osama Bin Laden into like a Bugs Bunny character and have all these fucked up things happen to him. And it's like, that's them being like, don't you fucking do that to us. Like, don't you kill, like murder 3000 of our people. Like, this is how we'll show you on our cartoon. If, if, because of what you've done, we're going to disrespect you now. Mm. That's, that's patriotic. Like that's, that's them believing and loving, believing in and loving America but at the same time, they are the they are those characters. They're the observers, mm. and they're the people that sit back and go, "I'm hearing you, but I think this is the situation." 
Mm. And that's what this episode is about, is the frustration of, I'm hearing what both sides have to say, but I'm not on either of your sides. I think that you're both partially wrong at, in the least. Like, they were very anti-war. Mm. But they're not siding in this episode. They don't push the anti-war um, point of view because they think that the way that it's being done, uh, they, Trey Parker and Matt Stone believe that the way things are done is, uh, this is an interpretation through what they meant. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. <laughs> um, I think that they believe that the way things happen is just as important as what the point is. So the means of doing something is 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 in, and I agree. I totally agree. Yeah, with the that. intention as well is is also quite important, not just yeah. the action. But you can have the best of intentions, but do it through a shitty way, like yeah, them yeah, trying definitely. to manipulate their children to write exactly what they want as propaganda instead of their children actually going back and looking at the reality of what the founding fathers were like. Mm. So. That's what their point of view is. It's like, hey, if you're going to raise that conversation, let's actually go back and have a look at our history and then analyze and acknowledge the weaknesses of it and then and, and the pain and all of these things that happened and, and bring that into the now and see how we can do better. That, to me, is the point of view that they have in that episode. And they're standing back and looking at people being like, no, it's peace or it's war. It's like... It's complicated. It's more complicated than that. And it's like, no, obviously we are anti-war. But the way that you're being anti-war is something we disagree with. Mm. And that's what I love about South Park is that it, it constantly goes deeper into the conversation than most other things. Like the only, pe- the only things I can find comparable to that are like shows on PBS. I'm not finding other entertainment programs that talk about that stuff in that way. I'm finding documentaries and the news and stuff mm. talking about issues in those way in America. Yeah. Um, or in Australia, it's like might be Four Corners or this or that. But in America specifically, like to me, South Park is really the only show that investigates uh, in a way that is probing, probing in 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 the and then delivered to me in in an entertainment form in a way that will make me then go, I need to read about that. I need to watch that documentary. I need to do this. I need to do that. And it's that thing of it also just articulates things that are complex feelings that I have about stuff uh, in a way that, you know, I can go, that's how I feel about that. You want to know what I think about that issue? Watch this episode of South Park. Mm-hmm. And on that note, because I... I, <laughs> we I, I go. Well, yeah, we do have to go. And also, like, um, you know, we're going to start diverging into a lot more detail about lots of other things. Definitely. And, and I'm always cautious about diving into South Park as a concept. And that's important to address episode by episode. But, we, we, you know, that's something we've also discussed uh, in our podcast from before. So you guys should listen to that. Uh, it's the first podcast of this series, of this particular series. But just thank you very much for sharing your opinion, Josh. Um, and up to the next episode. Oh, yeah. Woo! Bye. Bye. So that's the podcast for today. Stay tuned as there will be a new episode released every single Thursday. And to keep up to date, don't forget to subscribe using Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. On this episode, I want to give another shout-out to Josh Lundberg yet again. This podcast was produced and edited by me, Piotr Szaleski, and the music was sourced from the Filmstroke website. Till next week, thank you for listening.